Welcome, ladies and gents, to the Honda Racing Tracks Chat podcast. We've got a whole host of riders from the Honda Racing BSB team, Andrew and Glenn Irwin, Tom Neve and David Todd. Enjoy. I'm going to start off with Andrew Irwin. You're kind of, I suppose, really the flagship for Honda Racing. You're kind of uh, re-signed for this year for the British Superbike Championship and... Uh, race winner. Now, we're not going to talk about, obviously, Torpedo in Scott Redding last year. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that later. But no, seriously, uh, quite a good season last year, you know, um, especially winning on the Fireblade. Yeah, last year, I think, uh, it turned out maybe more positive than what I thought. The, the goal, of course, was to make the showdown. We uh, I, we made progress with it, you know, uh, along with the teammate that I had last year. Uh, we definitely made big steps forward as the, the year went on, and we kind of get closer and closer to the front. Thruxton seemed to suit us. Uh, I had a win there and another podium. But before that, uh, things started you know, to go in the right direction. Like Snedder and I think I had a fourth knock hill the weekend before that. It, it all started to go good. And then after Thruxton, I had a bit of a blip. But at the end of the year, at Donington and Brands, we were that little bit stronger again. So, yeah, it was definitely a good season. Uh, but it was one that gave me a lot of motivation for 2020 with the new Fireblade that we've got. And... Uh, Unfortunately, we haven't been able to, to get racing on it yet, but uh, hopefully in the not too distant future we can. Now, last season, uh, you had a good teammate, you know, good uh, good development rider. Was he a key point in helping you along? So, honestly, uh, I, I always did give Xavi a lot of credit because uh, he came with so much experience. You know, he'd ridden in a lot of bikes, you know, just wasn't Ducatis he'd ridden in the past. What I most people remember, he'd ridden BMWs, I think he'd ridden Kazakis in Spanish Championship. So he had a lot of information. He'd worked with uh, a lot of different people and you'll say a lot of different uh, suspension manufacturers, everything. So he understood like all of their little tricks and he was able to bring that to us at Honda and uh, sped everything up really. Do you know, like small things that I would never have thought of and uh, just experience and it's one, a lot that I could learn from him uh, for bike setup. Uh, he was probably key and why I was faster than him because we were able to, to look into what he was doing. And then, yeah, sometimes we changed a few things, but his ideas normally uh, covered for the whole garage. So, Glenn, am I making you nervous? you got a lot to... <laughs> <laughs> You've got to shine this year. You've got to be even better. Yeah, I was thinking that's big, uh, big boots to fill. Um, you know, I, I guess I seen uh, kind of firsthand as well. You know what what Xavi brought to the team last year um, with the, the final two two rounds where I kind of helped Andy out a little bit when I wasn't riding myself. Um, but you know, we've we've all experienced. Um, you know, I've been a superbike for a few years now and, and and rid a number of bikes and and you do take that with you. You know, when when you do change you new know, teams and whatnot. So yeah, hopefully I can have a, a good input. Um, but like you say, you know, Andrew's he's stayed on board with Honda. Um, he did he did a great job. It's not just a Thruxton win, you know, as he said. Um, he was very strong at Snetterton, Donington Park. He rode really, really well. Um, and I got to see that firsthand when I went out, you know, spotting around the track. And now, mate, you you've obviously been retained as well, uh, riding the National Superstock Thousand Championship. How's it been going, mate, through the winter so far? Yeah, it's been it's been a busy winter for me, really. Um, I come off the back of an injury, I had to have uh, my foot screwed, and then I was also booked in for some shoulder surgery, which was from a pre-existing injury going back to 2017. So, yeah, I've just had a winter of recuperation, really, trying to rehab and just get myself back fit again and, and strong because I've just had two years really just riding around with little niggles and injuries and 
yeah, not doing myself any favours really. So basically all winter I've just been in the gym, um, just trying to trying to get going again. And this lockdown for me is it's probably been a bit of a, a blessing in disguise really because it's just given me another two or three months. So your recovery, is that purely physio in the chamber or have you been going around in circles on them flipping dirt bikes again? Yeah, I've still been getting a bit of that in, but I've had I've had to be careful. I've had to definitely rein it in a little bit this winter. Uh, not so much beach racing or flat tracking and stuff like that I'd normally like to do. Now, Davey, the same as Glenn, you're a new signing to, to Honda Racing, of course, involved with the Padgett's team last year. And kind of, I know you're really more for road racing, but you're pretty serious about the British Championship job. Yeah, 100%. I think, um, I think a lot of guys say the same thing now uh, about the I'm a TT rider or whatever, a road racer, but, you know, that's not, that wasn't my goal uh, coming into this year. Of course, a TT uh, is important to me and, and I want to go to the TT and do well, but I'm super eager to do well on short circuits as well. And I think I haven't really been given a proper chance to prove myself on short circuits yet. So I think with the, <laughs> with this year signing with the, with the Honda team who are renowned for doing well on, roads and short circuits I felt like I had the, the perfect package for me really. So what what is obviously your schedule for 2020 I know obviously we're starting very late in the year it's looking like the BSD is going to be getting going for 2020 Touchwood uh, and you lot can showcase yourselves and try and win some championships but what it actually is your schedule? The back half of the BSB season hopefully it goes ahead and um, we can move forward and, and hopefully make some development and progress with a, with a new bike that we already got out testing but only for such a short period of time so um definitely there's 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 some testing and development to be had there with the with the new machine it is great already and i think we all really enjoyed riding the new bike now andrew you know i'm slightly older than you guys uh and obviously i raced against your father are you <laughs> now you three brothers not just you two here but obviously you've got a good off-roading brother as well that's coming through the ranks road racing now but now of course your dad was a really good rider. I'm blowing smoke up his backside now. Uh, are you three still emulating to be as good as he was? You've got a bit of a way to go yet. <laughs> That's still the dream, isn't it? But, uh, I don't know. Uh, you always look up to your dad, don't you, Joe? Whenever you're like a little boy, it's. Uh, I can't remember so much. I think uh, he quit in 98, so I was only four. So uh, I can't remember him racing a lot, but I think Glenn can and... Uh, Maybe I can't remember him racing, but I still hear about him racing quite a bit from him. Uh, so, uh, you know, back in my day, we were doing this back in my day. But, no, do you know what? See, now he's, uh, he's a massive build. You know, he comes to the race and he doesn't get involved. But if he was out watching and he's seen something, he would tell us. Or if he's seen somebody else doing something, he would tell us like that. But it's uh, we don't have a motocross dad, that's for sure. Do you know, he uh, stays out of it. He doesn't, he's never, like, in your face. What do you do that for? Anything like that, you know? Glenn, 2019 was a bit of a rodeo ride, team-wise and stuff. Now, is, does your dad kind of uh, play a key role in, in making decisions for you, or does he leave it down to you? What, making decisions for me getting sucked? <laughs> no, I'm only joking. He says he's always given his um, really, really, really good advice. So, you know, the, the Kawasaki thing last year, um, yeah, thankfully I've still a great relationship with everyone there, um, you know, with... Ross Burridge and the people and Jack you know, only the other day I did a did a little favour for Jack Valentine and his wife and and uh, and even and even Pete and the boys you know down in Bournemouth so um, just unfortunately that didn't work out and when uh, 
when something came about that maybe it's better if we we move on from this gig um you know there was like three people i spoke to and you know one's like a good friend one's a good sponsor and the other one's my dad and trying to get like a general conscious and what to do and he's never steered us the wrong way um you know and i, and I always take his uh probably more so now you know when you're younger it's harder to listen to your dad and um, when you get a bit more mature you, you you do start to listen but you know his advice has always been great and like Andrew said as well, when we were kids, um, we never had the the dad that was roaring at us for not winning a race. Like if we didn't try, for sure, you know, he would say if he would say to you, but not not in anything bad at all. Um, I think that's why we're all so hungry now for it. You know, we all love it because we never got burnt out or the enjoyment was never took out of it. Um, you know, by by having uh, like the motocross dad, but. Um, yeah, right up to now, you know, his uh, his input's, you know, still big. Obviously, when when I spoke with Honda, it, it included something new, you know, the TT was in discussions um, for the first time uh, for, you know, one of my contracts. And, you know, it's like, I guess anyone maybe doesn't want to see their son going road racing, but, you know, he did say you've done Mackay, the Ulster, the Northwest, and, you know, he knows to do things right. And, you know, he, he was able to, to give me the advice. And I think, he knows how how good the Honda team is, and in British Superbikes and uh, and road racing and the history they have, and you know his uh, his advice was uh, was to make this move. Now, Tom, great job last year. You know, you put the Fireblade on the podium. Obviously, the, the new bikes here, and and it's your job, you or you and Navy, to uh, be successful on on the new CBR thousand. But realistically, are you kind of quite desperate to put on a good show and oust one of those two at the Superbike seat to go forward for 21? Some good rounds and some not so good rounds. Um, but in the back of my mind, I also knew that if I could yeah, get the odd podium and we had the new bike coming for the following year and just make sure I got that ride, then I'd like to think I can really show what I'm, what I'm capable of. And and hopefully, when we do get going this year, I'll be able to prove that. I mean, the, the bike is, is amazing. Um They've done such a good job of it, and out in Spain, it was we only had a snippet of what it what it could do really. Uh, we only had four days out there, so there's a hell of a lot to learn on it still. And yeah, I'd like to think I can have a strong year and be fighting for podiums every single weekend and keep on track really, and and uh, yeah, get to that superbike class. That's the aim. You know, you're still quite young, 25. Uh, you've done an awful lot of racing so far, you and, and and a lot of winning as well. But kind of, well, what's your biggest aim? I'm a bit of a late starter, really. At 25, I feel like I'd like to be um, a little bit ahead of where I am. But I guess I've always felt like that because I didn't really, I didn't start racing until I was 17, 18 years old. So yeah, a bit of a different uh, story to a lot of the lads we're racing against. But yeah, I think I do think it's a realistic chance that I can I can fight for the championship this year. I forgot, I forgot what you said, Steve. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> I was just jabbering on about nothing. He spent too much time talking to cows. That's it. That I'm a sprayer on my own. It sends you mental. <laughs> now, the question was, basically, what is your aim? What, what's your ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is to win the championship next year. And uh, hopefully that'll put me in a position to take a superbike seat. Um, but we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, obviously, a lot, got, a lot has got to happen between now and then. I can't believe you're saying you as a late starter. I started racing at your age now. Yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. Yeah, we're talking to the wrong man here, aren't we? <laughs> right, Davey, you know, um, good season last year. Obviously, you know, you rode for Rico Penscoffer on the BMW last year. You had a great season. 
some good wins and uh, and especially the Alaman TT. You know, I know you kind of probably don't like to be labelled as a TT rider, but you know, year two at the TT, you go in, you're striving forward. Good lap times, you know, thirty-one, just under thirty-one and a half, uh, averaging around the TT course. You've got to be happy with how your career's going so far around the mountain course. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's been. I never expected it to go so well going there for my first time and only really doing a a couple of years of, of road racing I think uh, me and Tom basically started on tarmac roughly at the same time uh, we raced against each other in what 2015 in Thundersport, Thundersport in, uh, in 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 uh, 600 class and uh, I think we both just about started on tarmac for the first time there but yeah I never expected to jump on the roads and, and the TT obviously it just requires so much work and I think I put a lot of work into learning the course and learning it as best as I could, not with a sort of view of sort of pushing on and going quick just to just to be safe, like to be able to ride around there and be comfortable and, and not make any mistakes. And, you know, after being there for the first year and um, doing that 128 in my first year, being second fastest to Hickman, and, and there was a bunch of places where I knew I could make up like so much time in the lap where I did that it was um it was a big thing for me that I knew I could go back the next year even with everything that went on the pretty terrible year that we had last year in in terms of it weather wise it almost went in my head that it wasn't going to happen but uh still still somehow managed uh in the senior getting into the 130 club and then 131 on the last lap of the senior was uh was a special thing for me. You know, it's very different riding the Northwest, the Ulster Grand Prix, mass starts, you know, elbows and having to push hard to, to ride in a TT course, as, you, as you're well aware. Um, you know, you've been bitten once at the Ulster. Uh, I think it was it Deer's Leap or somewhere where you jumped. I think I was commentating then. But, um, you know, was that kind of a, a sharp warning of, of how ruthless they can be? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It was just... Um, I think an experience thing, um, and I never feel like I push that hard, especially on the roads, to to make mistakes like that. So I always ride within myself, which sounds sounds pretty stupid considering that crash. But you know, I was caught out by the wind, something that people would laugh at and go, like, you know, that's <laughs> a lot of rubbish. But um, it's right in the top of a hill, and the wind genuinely caught me out. And it's something that you learn with experience. And I, I was just getting a bit excited, I think, because I was starting to run up the front. Uh, I think I was in fourth place, just behind, you know, Hickey, Dean, and Connor. And you know, I thought I could run with the guys. And and obviously, um, <laughs> there's there's places like that that you need to learn a lesson. And and I. I would consider that a lesson learned. You know, I don't want to make mistakes like that again. And I got away lucky that time. You might not next time. So I don't plan on doing that again. So when you're listening to that, Glenn, you know, obviously um, you've been putting a lot of homework into the TT. You're supposed to be a newcomer this year. And I suppose on the on the bright side, you've got another 12 months now to, to keep learning and, and finding out an awful lot about the course. No, no it's great listening even you know, to Davey there. Um, I think, Steve you've done it and I think we all try to ride road racing without pushing the front you know that sort of smooth in and, and fast out I guess the way that actually works in the short circuits as well but a, but a little bit neater um, but then when you listen to like the Ulster Grand Prix like I have raced there and um, the wind 
at the TT, obviously the mountain sets, and there's a lot more areas where the wind, you know, can have an impact. So it's a uh, that's where all the homework comes in. You know, you have to really understand what's going on, and lap by lap it changes. You know, I think learning to learning to how you can work out what the track conditions are as such. You know, with weather and wind and and different things, um, and and allowing for that. Because um, if you don't allow for it. Yeah, it can bite you, and I think uh, you know I seen Davies crash that day as well, um, and he was a, a lucky boy to, you know, I think he just walked up, didn't he? Um, a lucky boy to walk away from that one. So, yeah, no, the, the learning doesn't stop for me. Um, you know, I always look at things in a positive, and I think maybe it's a blessing in disguise. There's no TT this year, um, when we started learning it for for the the current season, um, it was a real blank uh, a blank sheet. But now we're, we'll start next year with our, we'll start the end of the year with our homework and uh, we'll have a, a solid base. Like I know where the track goes now and it just gives me more time to, to get around with a few wise heads. Well, I don't know, don't know where to call you a wise head, but an experienced head, you know, like yourself and uh, and different people. I've been, you know, I've been lucky. I've been around with Connor Cummins and I've been around uh, with uh, Mikey Evans, a fella that won the mics before and, a few, a few different people and I've picked up little bits from everyone and obviously Milky Quail and Johnny Barton so I enjoy the learning side of it I think it's quite common sense the more effort you put in um, the safer you'll be obviously number one What about you Andrew when you grow up are you going to be a real robot? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the cahoots I'm still waiting on them dropping I think uh, Glenn you know we're chitting and chatting about um, obviously the road racing a little bit and, and uh, Maybe one day when he grows up in Lavigo, but you know the Northwest. You've been really successful. You, you, you're obviously, uh, you know, was hoping to be there again this year uh, on the on the Honda, a different machine as well. Um, you know, a different manufacturer to what you've won in, in the past. And um, you know, what have you won so far? Four in a row. You know, it's not a bad record. Yeah, it's uh, it's not too bad. Um, four four superbike wins in a row. Um, you know, I made my debut there in 2015 and. And fought for uh, the 600 Supersport race um, in the first race, but I broke down um, with a mechanical failure and then went on to finish third on Saturday. So yeah, from then it's uh, I've, I haven't rid the 600 class again, just uh, just a big bike. Um, I did the Superstock Thousand last year, and uh, we, had, we had like a real mixed conditions race. You know, I kind of just wobbled about and don't even know where I finished, and I had a second in one of them, but. I like I like the big bikes, Steve. You know, I guess everyone has different different things that motivate them, and you know, some people like winning five races in a week. Or everyone would, um, you know, maybe want to win as many races as they can. Whereas I, I would like to just keep concentrating, you know, on, on big bikes throughout my road racing career and a short circuit career. Um, and when you get these little streaks going, like four four super bikes in a row, it's uh, obviously you want five, don't you? And then if you get five, you want six, and um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice being strong for the like the blue ribbon race as such. Um, it's nice putting my eggs in that basket, and and nice to maybe feel like uh, maybe I'm one of the favourites. You know, every time for for that event. Um, I, I love the Northwest. I, I know you've rode it a lot as well. How many superbike races did you win there? You won quite a lot, didn't you? As you boys say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got. I got. I think like if I'm right, that's one off the. I think Joey and uh, Michael Rudder hold the. Is it nine superbike wins as a record? So it's uh you know to be, to be kind of halfway to you and halfway to them boys. Um, 
you know, at the age of 30, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. And I think uh, this record of Alistair Seeley's will probably never be broken. You know, we can keep, we can maybe chase that superbike record and it is something I, I do think of, but road racing, you can't get carried away as well. You just have to keep chipping away and some years you'll go and it might feel like it's going to happen and if that's the case, you can't force it because uh, it bites you on the ass. Yeah, I mean, in all fairness, uh, we, we obviously Sealy's got a massive record, but it's mainly on the smaller bikes. I think I've won more superbike races. I think there's only Joey and Rutter that's won more superbike races than I have, but uh, that's not saying he's slow, obviously. You, you, you've witnessed that, but, uh, you know, he certainly does excel on the smaller classes. Now, Tom, you know, uh, National Superstock Championship, you know, I said you rode well last year, and I do believe you, you did. Realistically, you've got to be really looking forward to kind of uh, propelling yourself this year and... Uh, getting on top of that podium. Yeah, in my head, we've got this new bike. Most of the lads who, who are staying in Stock Thousands or have come to Stock Thousands have probably got same similar horsepower to what they had last year, the same bike. Um, with Obviously, we're the only riders, me and Davey, in stocks on the Honda at the minute and probably will be this year. So we've got a good advantage, I think. Coming from where I've come from last year to the, to the bike I'm going to be having with more power, um, and the, the technology it's got compared to the last bike, I've, yeah, I've got a really good advantage here. So if I can't if I can't make that work for myself, then it's going to be a bad job. Yes, I've got wings. Is there only people with wings? They've got no blood issues, isn't it? Yeah, I've got wings. That I mean, that's that's all we need, really, isn't it? <laughs> no, we haven't mentioned him yet. You know, Harv Beltram, your your team boss, your team manager, Honda Racing team manager. What was he like last year? You know, obviously uh, it was a tough. Like I just said, it's a tough job for you. You know, with the machine. Were they putting you in the pressure last year to try and win? Harv's been mega, to be fair. Um, he gave me an opportunity when really I wasn't, I wasn't, I hadn't proved anything really. I'd had a couple of good rounds in stock 600s and then I just started to get going in stock 1000. And then Dan Linfoot got injured and he gave me an opportunity of a lifetime. I mean, I, we've, I'd only ever run my own little team, me and my twin brother. Um, we're not, we, we didn't have, a massive budget or anything and we was just we was just having fun and trying to enjoy our racing and yeah there, all, there's and that poor farmer again say again there's that poor farmer again exactly that farmer <laughs> <laughs> I was actually sat on the combine no I wasn't actually my dad was on the combine and I was on the, I was corn carting for him when half rang and for some reason he'd got hold of my dad's number and not mine and my dad gave me a ring and said you better better come over here. I've got some news for you and this is in the middle of the season like I just I just come. We just finished Brands Act where I'd it's probably my best round, but my most stupidest round I've ever had because I put it on pole. I led. I led the race from start to finish and crashed on the last lap, on the last corner, last lap. And I got past, and I just had a hothead moment. Just one of them stupid, inexperienced things. But I was just so, so excited to try and win. And anyway, going back to the story, yeah, I was was corn carting, and uh, Harvard rang my dad to see if I wanted to ride a superbike. Um, at the next round, which was going to be Thruxton. He calls me over to him, and I go in, I, I go up into the combine, and I'm sat next to him, and he looks like he's, he looks sad, like I did, something had serious had happened, and I couldn't quite work out what he was going to tell me. I thought something bad had happened. But he was just absolutely shocked that Harvard basically said, does Tom want to come and ride a superbike for us at, at, the, at the next round? So it was like the, it was probably one of the best days of my life, really. And then, obviously, we'll not talk about what happened at Thruxton, but... <laughs> But yeah, no, it was, it was it was a good time really. But yeah, Harv's been he gave me that opportunity and then obviously gave me a full time ride in Superstock for last year. We, we had goals and expectations and I mean I got the podium at Cadwell, that was something that we worked towards. 
yeah, I think uh, we'll work well together. And Davey, the national superstar, are you treating that as, uh, or, or were you going to treat that this year as mileage to keep your razor sharp, like a lot of the riders are doing now, ready for the, the road scene? Or is obviously you pushing hard to, to try and promote yourself? the same as these boys and get on the bigger bikes than pretty super bike yeah no, no i don't want to use it as mileage whatsoever um definitely by all means it will help my efforts on the road but i'm not going there to do that i want to go there to be competitive and and be running at the front and like i said before i, I still feel like i've got so much to give on short circuits that i haven't had a chance to prove yet and yeah I, like uh, i'm really keen to to get out and and i want to challenge uh for, for podiums and for wins in in Superstock and I don't know I, I guess we'll have um I'll have Tom to challenge for for that and in a you know in a super competitive class at the minute it, it'd be difficult but uh, I'm up for that challenge. Right, sticking with the we're sticking with the Harvey thing, Andrew. You know when when you torpedoed Scott Redding last year. <laughs> How was the atmosphere in the... So what? Harv's always been good with me. Uh, you like, whenever you do something like that, you feel like an absolute onion. So, do you, know, do you know the worst thing is? I can't well, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you take somebody out, you're on the outside of the track, so you can't get back to the garage. So, uh, I was sat... Do you know, like, the little green bit where you watch at the mountain? Do you know, like, if you're in that kind of top bit, and it's just... Like, what am I going to say? So you're good. You're in your head thinking, like, what am I going to say? But obviously, I got it completely wrong. So I'm like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? So I all, all reversed or rehearsed and saw Harv. I saw, sorry, Harv, I fall stuck. And uh, I think I might have texted him actually first because I, like, when the motorhome got changed and was sat there, I was like, I'll send him a message. So I was like, sorry, Harv. <laughs> then I saw him. But, so he's always understanding and uh, he'll always have like the, the rider's best interest. I, mean, I don't think I, he's ever been angry with me. He's probably been angry and not showed it. But uh, like whenever I ult him, whenever I read back, whenever I crashed and and that there, uh, that was probably when he was maybe more annoyed than the, than the riding thing because, you know, maybe I dissipated the five marshals. So I'm not being a great listener from I was a kid in school so he's always got your back which is very important as a team manager whenever you have a manager that you don't feel has your best interest it can be difficult whereas the Harvey always does seem to so no it's uh, he's good he looks into your training a lot as well and make sure you're uh, you're always giving it a bit of effort and uh, Douglas Old Harv loves it too like he's happy to get on the treadmill or something or the cross trainer and and beat it out. I was just hurrying to set a one sixty for about forty five minutes. I think someday I'm gonna walk into a gym and have a heart attack. But uh, no, it's uh, he's good as a team manager. He's uh, probably one of the best ones I've had. He, he reminds me of uh, I don't know if you know him, Mike Dimbadath from Gearlink, Kazaki. Yeah, me and Glenn, me and Glenn both, both read for them. Uh, I read for them in 2017. I think Glenn was fourteen and fifteen, and. Uh, quite like regimental nearly uh, and he'll always get the best out of you you, you near enough don't realise they say whenever I first went to Gearlink you didn't realise like what you were like and then you realise sorry what you are whenever you're leaving and uh, Harp has that same personality that same trait so I can kind of probably see where like Tom has got like his first team manager because he's read for you know, himself before and uh, how that, that can make that ma- massive step and uh, it's probably the same with us too He's moulding you and changing you into that person that he thinks will make you a better motorbike rider because he's seen so many in the past. 
probably didn't help you to be fair, but uh, with the rest, it's probably probably helped. Steve's unhelpable. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because you, you know it's like um, as a rider, you know, all the way through your career, nobody, nobody within the family, within the championships or, or the road racing scene, uh, whether it be British Championship or, or the roads, actually kind of uh, expresses what kind of a rider they think you are. If that makes sense, you know, whether you're wild, whether you're smooth, whether you, you know, they might talk away, talk about you away from obviously uh, your face, but so give me your impression of yourself. Describe me what type of rider you think you are. Poor Luce never gives up. I will go for absolutely any gap at any time. <laughs> right, Glenn. Now, you've been teammates before. How do you think it's going to? Pan out for this year. Pan like good would would be me finishing in front of him, wouldn't it? Anything else wouldn't be. <laughs> no, I'm I think uh, I do think it'll be good. Um, you know, like Andy touched on with Harv there. He's uh, he's you know got got us on a good place with the whole training thing. So we're doing everything we can, Arian, Steve. But uh, yeah, no, I think I think it will be a, a good season. I think it'll be interesting. Um, I do think that we we will come close on, on track uh, sometimes, and and that's uh, that'll be. That's where Harvey's going to have to earn his uh, earn his corn as such in managing situations. But um, no, nah, I think it will. Uh, we're we're funny as brothers. We're probably like as good a brothers as you can get. So if I don't uh, perform or get what I want that day, I wish Ambi gets the same, which is usually different. Usually, you don't want your teammate to to do a good job if you've had a had a bad day. But uh, no, it's um, it'll be good. We're we're quite. Me and Andrew are very different characters, so I think that's why we do work well together. You know, it'll be fun, um, and you know, we're both race winners. Andrew's going to be super strong, you know, from uh, from the beginning. Um, you know, I ride motocross with him every week, so to answer your See, question. Steve, we ride motocross, <laughs> right? And we it's go on about 10 seconds apart. Glenn is sometimes a bit faster than me, and then I'll get faster in the middle or something, and he'll get faster. It is like our lives is just a competition. <laughs> We ride motocross. Ben can be faster the first motor, me the second, whatever. And I'll give you just, a really like good yesterday, thing. No, yesterday, we were cycling, and it was hell. It was the hardest. My average heart rate was 162 for two hours, 20 minutes or something. And uh, like we had over 20 mile an hour average. So it was a proper cycle yesterday. So we come back in the, like the, from the town or the other little village near, we live like 90 seconds away from each other. So there's like this hill, and it's like a steady climb. But during the end of a cycle, you're you're pretty done. None of us would give up. So I was just, just, I mean, came into the village like he goes right, and I just got come up and turned left. And still, then you're flat out, and then you're like, bye, bye. And we're right beside him, so we're like property. And I knew he was giving his maximum, and I was giving my maximum. It's like racing to the. <laughs> It's like racing to the you know pit lane entry, like right to the speed limit line, um, and it's like flat out, and then hit, hit the brakes. But I enjoy training with Andy, and I enjoy racing with him as well. We haven't had loads of. Uh, this is why I think we're going to have some good races this year because we haven't really had a few corkers, you know, where we're fighting right to the end with each other. We should have had a, a podium before, and then you absolutely. I think it's when you were new to Superbike, you absolutely bottled it with about two laps to go. Do you remember? Yeah, uh, the end of France, 2018. I should have. I was quite fast there. I should have probably 
done better. Remember crossing the line, winning was like, oh, this is going to be meant. Turned around to say Andy on the podium, and there was. It, it, uh, to be fair, not that there was no sign of him. I think you were right behind Taz McKenzie for fourth, if I'm right. So, yeah, that day I come, that'd be a special day. Tom, you're you're listening to these two banter on about various different bits and bobs. You still you've got quite a tight knit family yourself. You know, yeah, I, I can be... I can relate to everything that Andrew and Glenn are saying about. <laughs> if anything, I'll probably say it's more even more competitive with me and Tim being twins. Um, but. I mean, we've got to the point where we'll have to go work in separate parts of the yard because we'll have a competition who can shovel the, the wheat heap the fastest or something daft like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I treat it as a, as a good thing, really, because when, when you're in the moment, you hate, you hate the fact that it's a competition every single day, like Andrew and Glenn were saying about riding. We'll go to the motocross track and we'll be looking at each other on which part of the track corner they are and we'll be hunting each other down. And yeah, it is... It's relentless, it is, but that, but it also keeps you on your toes all the time. I think that's a good thing. I reckon we've pulled each other along, and everything we've done from when we started in flat track to to road racing, it's just it's a yeah, it's a never-ending thing. And I'd like to think that we'll both progress at a similar rate, and we'll be able to end up in the same place. Who is the best? Well, I'm, I'd say I am road racing. I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hide that. Um, but when it comes to like the motocrossing side of it, we're not done. Uh, Flat tracking as well, we're very evenly matched at that. But when it comes to motocrossing, Tim's probably got the upper hand on me at the minute, but I am closing down on him. I've got a good few excuses there with my with my injuries and not wanting to get smashed up. You know, when you're obviously with the flat track and stuff, very successful and a dab band, you know, I've seen you, obviously, I've witnessed it all. But you've been invited out to the Super Prestigio a couple of times. What's it like getting out there with all the, the big names from MotoGP? Yeah, that was awesome. Again, that was a time when we were both doing the British Flat Track Championship and we were both champions in that. And it was at, it was at a point where progressed in Flat Track, we needed to go race in America, really. And Tim, Tim was actually all sorted to go and have a year out there. And that was at the time when I wanted to go off-road racing. So we are sort of going to split and go our own ways. Um, but for whatever reason, Tim didn't. It all sort of, the plan fell apart and he came road racing with me eventually. But yeah, we got this opportunity to go to Super Prestigio and I think the first time we went was 2014. Um, I mean, we wasn't even road racing then. So we, we rock up in Spain and there's, there's oh, Troy Bayliss, Marquez, Brad Baker, the current Grand National Flat Track Champion, um, Jared Mees, all these guys. And we were just completely starstruck. And uh, yeah, we got riding around with them. And in qualifying, it was basically it was Brad Baker who qualified on pole. Tim was second, then it was Mark Marquez, then it was me, then it was Jared Mees. And us top five were like half a second clear of everyone else. Real good memories there. Yeah. Tom, what, what happened the time that me and Andrew made our debut flat tracking with you? Oh, they at Boasty's mini bike shed. He, 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 won the, he won the final. Well, we're all taking it in turns <laughs> having a win, and poor old Glenn, he hasn't won anything, and we thought, oh, God, we're going to have to let him have a, let him have a bit of the cake here. So we, yeah, he managed to win the final, but it was one of them claim where it was going to be a bit argy-bargy and I didn't want anyone getting upset before the season had started. Especially in front of her. Exactly. You could see him watching every lap, couldn't you? He was freaking out. Oh, it's good. It good hey, I'd say, I wouldn't have given a toss. I would have went for it. Uh, <laughs> but I was last. Yeah, I'm glad you weren't behind me. Yeah. I wish I'd been on you both watching, to be fair. That would have been carnage. But... No, that was meant. Uh, Fred, Freddie made his debut, my son. He uh, he rode um, Harvard, brought along a little Honda uh, CRF50, 
So Freddie made his flat flat track uh, debut at the age of three at the end of the day. So it was a proper midday. It's good to see what Tom and that could do. To be fair, the the oval stuff, you know, they were you guys were impressive. Boasties indoor flat track. Have you had a look around there? No, it keeps it keeps chewing me off to go and have a buzz around. And I've, I've, I used to go a long time ago, but I haven't really been. It's something that it's another one of those things where I'm kind of desperate to get out. And, yeah, you know what it's, it's like. Local, I spend a lot of time off roading, but it's just. Uh, it's quite dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, everyone thinks that oh, riding a little Seraf 100 round a round a little circle in inside a small shed. Like, what's the fun in that? But I can guarantee it, everyone who goes, they'll, they'll come away with a bigger smile on their faces. It's, it's good training when when it's wet and you can get in there, and it's just good close racing and banging bars and and whatnot. Is he paying you much to say that, Tom? Yeah, sounds like I'll be it. putting a billion invoice into Boasty after this. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Davey, what about you? Yeah, I've I've not been down there. I'm really keen to to go and have a go at that. I had a go training um on the on the like um on the like TRF one hundreds out in America and um it's it's such good fun. Um I think it's great for like sliding the bike and learn to control it and stuff as well. And um I'm not sure about doing it with Tom though, like he's uh, he's aggressive enough. I still I remember two thousand and sixteen. Uh, Did you take him out, Sam? No, no, I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> he broke up there. No, no one heard what you said. Then he was cut out. <laughs> yeah. What, what sure. did you say? Did you repeat it again? <laughs> Just about Tom cleaning me out in the first lap at Cadwell Park. He actually cleaned oh, two, uh, Tom, two of us perfect out. Tom? It was like bowl. It was like bowling balls. He, it was. he went. He went one better than you, Andrew. He cleaned two of us out in one go. I wonder what he'll corner? come together first this year. Tom and Davy or me and Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what, guys. It's back <laughs> to me. Like Harv's got his got, got his hands full this year. You've got obviously Tom and Andrew that are obviously renowned torpedo artists. Quite <laughs> <laughs> clean. So we just have to see how it goes. Me and Andrew are going to ride to the gym today on a on motorbikes as part of the. Uh, no Honda supporting the MCIA campaign, you know, so you can social distance and travel safely because on a motorbike, you know, you're on your own and you're always within a, a couple of, or a, more than a couple of meters away from someone. So, but if you are listening, get down to your nearest Honda dealer and snap up a bike. Hey, I've seen on social media you two boys have been buzzing around and, and getting your test passed. And have Honda given you a bike yet? We have a well, couple of uh, Africa twins. Tom, you're a Lincolnshire lad like myself. We've got the best roads in the, in the UK, without doubt. Have you got your license? Do you get buzzing around on a road bike? And uh, I've still got I've still got a few uh, parts of the license to complete, but I'm sure I'll get that done at some point. <laughs> Steve, you say the best roads. <laughs> Me and Andrew can go now to the gym and bang in a lap of the Ulster Grand Prix. <laughs> it's twenty minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, but that's easy, you know that. We might stop at Dear's Leap and send a photo to Davey for a reminder. <laughs> now, Davey, just saying that, have you even got a provisional license yet? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't. I don't think I can be trusted on the road, but I, I definitely want to get it at some point. And, and like these guys are all saying about who's got the best road, Scarborough's about 40 minutes from my house. So <laughs> If Dear's Leap's anything to go by, maybe you're better off not worrying about your license. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Tom's the only person that I know that's failed the steering test. And he's the motorbike rider. Good job. This is all getting clipped out, isn't it? Steve, <laughs> honestly, this is true. We were going over to do it, and I heard it was me, Andrew, and Tom. 
and we check into the chalet thing. So you've been told in. something different to what I've been told here. This is true. T- two it weeks of this. True. And I'm like, why is Tom not coming down on the first? Oh, Tom, Tom's not doing it. What? Why is Tom not doing it when he was uh, at Hartwell? Tom uh, failed his theory. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be like just taking your car test again. It'd be easy. I'll not need to revise. And Jesus Christ. Here is hard. It was hard. It was hard. I failed. I, I failed by one point as well. I practiced it on my phone and failed 19 times in a row to the point I thought, I can't pass this. So on the airplane, I this little app, I played it flat out and flat out, and then I got like 15 passes in a row. And I was quite confident, man, but flip, it's hard. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I just thought, oh, it'd be a walk in the park. This will be. Yeah. So the guy that took to me and Glenn for a bike test ended up being a BSB fan, so it was awesome. <laughs> Baby, any plans to take it or not? Yeah, my plan was for this year to to get it taken and get it passed as soon as I'm able to again. I, I'll. <laughs> We want to take it. Hopefully, it'll do better than Thunder's. <laughs> Can't do any worse. You can tell Steve's only allowed the invoice and ours work for this because he's been trying to get off the phone since the clock went 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> he's just been in the time and a half. It's double time now. <laughs> hey, Marv doesn't do single time, never mind double time. You're definitely not going <laughs> It's half time on that note, full time. <laughs> Hey, listen, road bike-wise, I do about about 10,000 miles a year. I do I do at least uh, three bike trips out with the boys, various things, all across Europe, all over. I love it. I have a few sponsors have done that. Uh, one of them's did the, the Tour of Italy. So you start in the East Coast, down around the South, and back up the West Coast. And he said that was phenomenal. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great just to kind of turn the phone off, not worry about stuff, and just flipping get out with a few mates and just sort of chill and ride all day. A nice bike to eat and a few beers and at night and just talk about how good you used to be. Right, guys, thanks very much for, for joining us and thanks for everybody listening, obviously, to this chit-chat. I just want to say a, a big thanks to you boys and a very best of luck and hopefully we'll get uh, get you guys out there racing soon. Cheers, fellas. Cheers, Steve. Cheers, Steve.